Noon Hour is here. Check it out. And you're locked on to Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio station. It's my station. It's my station. This is, this is, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Welcome on in 97.5 DKSL Sports Zone. Hands and Scotty. Happy post Super Bowl Monday. The game is in the rearview mirror. The football season now in the rearview mirror. Yes, it's a bittersweet day. We got a lot to talk about, a lot of football to break down. Unfortunately, though, that means we don't have football until August. Oh, man. Oh, what a downer. That's a tough day when you realize it's all over, especially after such a great ending because Scotty. Doesn't matter how you cut that. That was a great ending to it was a great football great game. season. Great game. Yep. You know, didn't go the way that Lloyd and I would have liked, but that's all right. We still had some entertaining football. We had some four-quarter drama that was incredible. Had a couple of big, really big moments in that game that Wait, changed there was a the game way. yesterday. Oh, oh boy. boy, you watched it. What are you talking it. about? You watched it. Don't Lloyd? be that guy, Lloyd. I didn't. I, I want... don't even know what happened. What are you talking about? I want 100% honesty out of you today. Did you watch the Super Bowl? No. You swear you didn't yeah, watch the no. Super Bowl? I went to did, a jump house. Did your boys watch the Super Bowl? No. Did Jessica watch the Super no. Bowl? No. Do they all feel cheated because their dad was so bitter about a Kansas City Chiefs team making it to the Super Bowl and playing in Allegiant Stadium? Are they bitter? Hey, no, because we had some wonderful food. We had a party. Without the game, without the interruption. Scotty, are you believing this? That uh, I did not watch I, the Super Bowl? I, 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 I think you, you checked in on it quite a bit, Lloyd. Did I? I think you did. I think you did. Lloyd? No, I didn't. I think the truth is somewhere in the middle. I Look, I, I admire you if you stuck to your guns and didn't watch the game. But I just think I just don't know how it's possible. And, and you know, frankly, we do this for our job, too. You kind of have to know a little bit about what happened I, yesterday. I, I read about it. <laughs> I can read about it. Is this the first Super Bowl you've missed in your this life? This is the first Super Bowl I've missed. Never missed one before. So just the pure hatred of San Francisco, the pure hatred of the Kansas City Chiefs being there in your beloved Raiders stadium i like how you said my that's right it's not ours it's mine <laughs> it is ours no you said it right you had it right yeah but i'm just trying to paint subconsciously the you. you had it right i was able to put together all, or put aside all of my biases and take in this amazing game and see it for what it was an amazing game i heard tony romo was awesome uh in fact should we just kick this thing yeah off? let's get to it starting lineup 97.5 the ksl sports zone this is Hanson Scotty G. Let's go. The lineup is set, and it's time to kick off the show with the biggest topic of the day. This is the starting lineup on 97.5, the KSL Sports Song. 
Seven seconds, six. They are going to snap it. Mahomes going to roll to his right. Throws. Touchdown. The Chiefs have won the Super Bowl. Nicole Hardman. As they roll Mahomes right, Nicole Hardman is wide open. And the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. Back-to-back years. Another heartbreaking loss for Kyle Shanahan. You may that might surprise you. That's the San Francisco 49er call. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, your starting lineup brought to you by Lee's Heating and Air, home of the award-winning line oh. of America's standard furnaces and air conditioners. Call Lee's right now, $59 furnace tune-up special. Visit them online at leesheatac.com. Well, hands the Super Bowl in the rearview mirror. It was a fun game, though, and uh, you can't say you weren't entertained with that one. Uh, if by chance you did watch the game, which Lloyd is claiming he didn't, but if you did watch the game, uh, you just wanted some drama, you wanted some really great play, and you got it. There, It really was. At the end of the day, though, uh, Kansas City just, you know what? When they're in the red zone, they scored a touchdown. When San Francisco was in the red zone, they had to kick a field goal. So ultimately, the difference in the game, Kansas City's defense came up. Uh, there's so many places I want to start, but I'm going to start with this. This is a tweet that you sent out, and I agreed with it. And it was something that my buddy JP actually mentioned to me because I didn't realize the full extent of the change. I didn't either. Honestly, I'd forgotten about it. Yeah, I I felt really dumb because I'm sitting in this room with some people and he said, JP was like, oh, yeah, well, you know, if that's the way it is, then you – you don't want the ball. And I'm like, what what, what do you mean? And then I'm looking things up and felt like a real idiot. But you sent out the tweet. If – if the Super Bowl overtime rules are as such, how would you handle wanting the ball or wanting to kick? Because I, I agreed with your tweet. Yeah. In that moment, don't you kick the ball? You don't take the ball. You no, give no. the ball. And, and it's the same thing as you look at in terms of college. You want to, you want to have the ball second because you want to know what you have to do. Like if – so so in overtime, everybody gets a possession starting at the 25-yard line. And if you win the toss, you go on defense first so that the other team, you know, whether they score a field, or kick a field goal or score a touchdown or get a stop, you know exactly what you have to do on your possession to either tie or win that game. Right. And the same thing applies here. And a couple of people are like, well, if it's the third possession, you can win it. I'm not thinking about a third possession. I'm thinking about right now. Yeah. Like, I'm thinking about – what I have to do on that second possession on what I have to do to win the game. Yeah, and a touchdown and two-point conversion. Exactly. Like if we want to end it, we're going to end it. Exactly. But and we're going to know what we need to do to end it. And so the whole thing was a little – I was a little surprised by it. Now we're getting a little bit more information that the 49ers may not have known what was going on either because now there's oh. reports from the San Francisco 49ers that they didn't know the new rules. Oh, come on. Yeah. Oh, come on. If that's the case, that's trouble. Oh, big time. You're sitting in the Super Bowl and you don't know the rules? Well, and and see, I thought that that might be the case, that they were a little bit in the clouds because Andy Reid was – he's pumping a fist. Uh, He's clapping a hand and pumping a fist. Defensive uh, lineman Eric Armstead, I didn't even know about the new playoff overtime rule, so I was a surprise to me. I didn't even know what was going on in terms of that. Oh, my gosh. It's a Donovan McNabb moment. Um, Do you remember the Donovan McNabb yep. debacle? Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. Fullback 
Kyle Juzic uh, said, you know what? I didn't even know the playoff rules were different in overtime. I assume you wanted the ball to start, score a touchdown, and win the game. I guess that's not the case. I didn't really know the strategy. We hadn't really talked about it. No. Oh, no. Oh, man. Yep. Because this is a this is a postseason rule. Oh, yeah. Uh, Chris Jones, defensive lineman for Kansas City, said, uh, oh, we knew exactly what was going on. We've talked about it all year. We talked about it in training camp about how the rules were different in the regular season versus the playoffs. Every week we talked about the new playoff rule. Oh. We knew that our game plan was had we won the coin toss, we would have deferred <laughs> and kicked. And so Kansas City knew exactly yeah, what was that, going on. That's what I figured because I was just reflecting – on watching Andy Reid's mannerisms uh, at the start of that, and you could tell, like, he got his way. And yeah. I'm like, wait a second. But you you lost the coin toss, but you got your way. So he, he knew exactly what was going on. That that goes back to Shanahan. I mean, that yep. really goes back to one person. That's your head coach. Yep. And he missed on that. Big time. Because they go down and end up getting stopped in the red zone. It was inside the 25, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Some people call that the red zone. Oh, is that? That's right. That's the extended red zone. It was inside the 20, wasn't it? Uh, I, yeah, I think so. Did they get inside the 20? It was 27 yard field goal. Okay, yeah, yeah. short field goal. Yeah, so they were inside the, the red zone. So here's the deal. You get stopped, you kick a field goal. You know that you got Patrick Mahomes and that Kansas City Chiefs offense that did pick up some steam. Yes. You're, you know you're in trouble. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. And then you had all the usual suspects on that drive. Now, it wasn't the usual suspect that caught the winning touchdown, but you had a Travis Kelsey grab that was big. You had some big-time moments from Pacheco. Like, you had Mahomes on the run Mahomes on the 4th and 1. On the 4th and 1, way too easy to extend that drive on the fourth and one way too easy on that keeper off the right side and the rest is in the book so that was the first thing that that's that's a bad deal san francisco is going to have some pretty hard conversations with their coach about so what did you know about overtime yeah oh i knew what was going on then why did you decide to do what you did yeah kyle shanahan said he and his analytic staff had discussed uh, discussed overtime possibilities before the game um, but uh, the players that were interviewed about it said that they had no conversation with the coaches about what they were going to do. Oh, man, that is going to be a tough conversation when he's sitting down with 49ers brass and they're like, so what What exactly were your thoughts here? Yeah. What, what were you thinking going into this? What, it's, it's a learning situation for him, but I – Outside of Brock Purdy, you wonder how strong the 49ers resolve is. I mean, they've got some some aging pieces. they got some damaged pieces. McCaffrey will be around for a while. You hope that Brock Purdy can continue to develop. But I don't know how broad that Super Bowl yeah. window is for that team. I don't think it's, I don't think it's significant. I mean, I think it's, it's closing pretty quick. And, you know, our good friend Nate Dowdle, who's our boss, and, you know, he's like, well, the window's closing, you know, because here's the thing with Purdy. You just don't know with – 
and I thought he played for the most part pretty well in that game yesterday. Yeah. And but you know McCaffrey, the running back shelf life is just so razor thin, uh-huh. and he takes such a beating, especially the way he does it. Exactly. You just don't know how much the defense is certainly aging as well. And uh, yeah, I, and I, that offense without McCaffrey is yep. not. And Debo can't seem ball. to stay healthy. You know, and, and, and you just you just he don't looked know. like he was forty percent in that yeah. game. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I, I yeah I'm a, I'm a little worried about uh, San Francisco and their long term uh, ability to sustain this. Kittle wasn't even present. George Kittle two catches four yards. Yeah. George Kittle wasn't even present. They, they the Kansas City does a really good job of scheming. They did a really good job of taking pieces away from San Francisco, and Kittle was the main piece. That's the main the main guy, well, outside of Christian McCaffrey. But they did hold Christian McCaffrey to 80 yards on 22 carries. I don't know, what is that? A About a four-yard, a little less than a four-yard. Just less than four. And then, uh, you know, he did have, what, 50 or 60 yards receiving? Yes. He ended up with 80 yards receiving. Okay. Caught eight catches out of the backfield. Bad, but, bad fumble to start the game. Other but, than that, just an impressive game from him. But I thought Kansas City's defensive game plan was really solid. But but even with that, San Francisco was chopping away and driving. Yeah. It really took San Francisco mistakes. Bad penalties, uh, one fumble. It took a, a muffed punt. That muffed punt. Oh, just a killer. I would say the two things that lost that game for, for San Francisco, the muffed punt and the block extra point. You know, if, if you don't get that extra point blocked, that whole – Ending is different. You're oh, yeah, to, you've you got to go for a touchdown yeah. instead of the field goal to tie. Yeah, the whole ending's different. You, you don't see overtime. If that extra point, which you've kicked a thousand times, just goes through the uprights, the end of that game is completely different. The way you call it defensively, the way you call it offensively, the aggressiveness, and there's no chance it ends in an, in an overtime. I'm no. not saying that it ends with San Francisco winning. Yeah. What I'm saying is it doesn't end with an overtime. Correct. So – that extra point block was huge for Kansas City. And uh, Jay Feely, who was a kicker for a long time, and I got to know Jay a little bit, spent a week with him, and he's a great guy. And he's, he's actually a pretty darn good football analyst for a kicker. But he came on. Did you hear his take on It's the low kick? Yeah, he said yeah. it's too flat. It's on the kick, kicker. He said it was Blame on the, the kicker. kicker. Yeah. And when I go back and I look at the extra point kick, that's on the kicker. Nobody was skying extra high. They didn't put a six foot eighter in there with a huge seven foot four wingspan to go up and block that ball. It was the same jump that you see a hundred times off a left side pressure, and it was just a, it was a low kick. Hand gets put on the kick, and and the entire makeup of that Super Bowl is changed. And when they blocked that, I thought, oh, man, that is. When a game shifts from four to three, it just changes things dramatically. One point. Yep, one singular shifts point. Shifts everything. But the muffed punt, brutal. The fumble on the opening drive, brutal, especially who it came from. Yep. Your, your NFL offensive MVP in the opening drive of the Super Bowl, coughing it up near the red zone one of the best yes and one of the best offensive linemen in the game in trent williams with a bad holding call couple of false starts yeah 
like you know the guys that you expect to really step up you know the McCaffrey fumble you know things like that guys that you need to step up and play well that you would anticipate would step up and play well really struggling and that that was surprising with some of the veterans not playing well but look you look at Kyle Shanahan this is and and I I think Kyle Shanahan is one of the best coaches one of the best innovative coaches in the NFL in terms of offensive scheme and what he does but you look back at the resume now he was the offensive coordinator with the Falcons when they blew the 28 to 3 lead to the Patriots he blew a 10 point lead in the Super Bowl in the fourth quarter to the Chiefs um, four years ago. Remember, they were up by 10 in the fourth quarter, and now he's got this game and the overtime issue and some of the other play-calling issues because it really felt like there were moments where Kansas or where San Francisco could really run the ball, but boy, he was going to the pass maybe a little bit more than he should have. And there's a lot of things that you can dissect, and, and I know sometimes it's not fair, but that's the world we're living in right now where, you know what, one point or one, one play call, if if San Francisco coming down in the fourth quarter, if they're able to convert that third and four, third and five, keep that drive alive, they can milk the clock, kick the field goal at the end of the game and win the and, and win the game in regulation. Instead, they have to kick the field goal. That allows Kansas City plenty of time to go the other way, kick the field goal, and then we're going into overtime. All they needed to do was convert that one third down, and they just couldn't do it. And you know what? There's just a situation right now where there's just one or two plays that are going to haunt you as a head coach. And I think he'll eventually get one. He's a smart coach, but it's going to, you know, this is going to, this is going to, there's going to be some stink on him over this for quite a while. Yeah, I'm afraid so. And probably rightfully, rightfully so. I don't know if we'll get the full honest answer of what he knew about Super Bowl overtime and what he didn't know. But I think that that would be, an extra level of stink that he's going to have to deal with because not knowing in that moment is not okay. Now I didn't know and I had to look it up and I was, I was happy to find the answer because I was like, good, because both these offenses need that possession. Yeah. That's why the rules in place. Yep. Because there was uh, the new England Super Bowl. The New England when Super they, Bowl. When they had to come back against the Falcons, they, they got the ball, went right down, scored a touchdown, game's over. Game was over. Yeah. And and that needed to change. You've got to see both quarterbacks get the opportunity. So I was happy to see that that's the rule. But, but I'm not a head coach in the NFL. And that kind of oversight is brutal. But there were so many good things. Look, this – it's like we, we started the show with. This Super Bowl was – extremely entertaining they're doing a good job just from beginning to end interviews entertainment half times everything is i don't know i wasn't big on usher no i wasn't either yeah i wasn't either but it's all full of opinion yes because usher got up there and i was like you know what this sucks i, I really didn't like it no i didn't it, it, it wasn't the worst but it was by far not the best but then there was a lot like this. It was boring, and then he, he stopped dancing, and then. But everything that happens in the Super Bowl, you sit there with a heavy opinion. Like for instance, Lloyd starts out the show by saying something about Tony Romo. What was your take on Tony Romo? Did you have an issue with him, Lloyd? I just I saw a clip on social media about him. Uh, it was I think he was telling the Chiefs not to jump off sides or something like that. It was. I just didn't think he was great. Man, I love Tony. 
So Lloyd didn't like him. I loved him. I wanted more of Tony Romo because he was he was doing some initial insights pre-snap that were fantastic. And and stuff that as I watched, I was like, oh man, I see what he's seeing. And I might not have seen that. Yeah. You know, some pre-snap cues that he was reading and some of the hard counts that was giving the defensive looks over to the offensive line so they were able to throw audibles and and get different looks and I I loved some of the things that he was saying. I I thought that he was a highlight for me last night. Yeah. And and I know Tony Tony's kind of gone through waves of people liking him and disliking him. Again, it goes to heavy opinion, but I loved his call last night. Thought he was extremely prepared and but, but Lloyd, I will tell you that he had comments through every moment. And and I know that there was a lot of negativity of can you let it breathe? Can you just let them have the moment? Can you let Nance talk for a second? And to me it's like, well, yeah, but I I want to just see I want to see the game through his eyes. That's yes. what I want. Yeah. And I thought it was really good. I I didn't have an issue with the broadcast. Um I you know, the halftime didn't really move the meter for me. That was a chance to refill the plate and uh, get ready for the second half. Um I thought for the most part the production was great. I thought that, you know, if we really want to get crazy, I thought they did a great job with having cameras on everything. In fact, you know, the horrible injury that you just felt awful for the uh, linebacker who was just running out onto the field and tears his Achilles. I can't believe it. And the fact that they had a camera right there and saw it happen is just incredible. I mean, I, you I hate the fact it. that you have to you have to see that, and the, and that the, that guy went through it. But the but the realization that they had a camera angle, so you know exactly when it happened and how it happened, is just phenomenal. Um, Scotty's talking about Dre Greenlaw, linebacker for San Francisco, and they were running the Bronco Mendenhall drill. Yeah, where you line up on the sideline and you kind of get height, run out to your position, and that leg just went yeah it just blew up on him all right hans and scotty 97.5 the ksl sports zone valentine's day folks is 48 hours away and we are out and about today trying to get you in a good spot so you can make sure that you got all your bases covered for valentine's day and we are live up in layton at jimmy's flowers and mike's with us how are you Good. Good to see you, Mike. Hey, it's great to have you guys back. Oh, man. We love having you in here. Well, we love being here, too, because <laughs> it's important because we want our listeners to make sure that they're taken care of on Valentine's Day, that they take care of their loved ones, and you got to do the flowers. I mean, it's it's a prerequisite. you got to do it, so you might as well go to the best. Well, you know, there's a lot of great gifts you can get uh, for Valentine's Day, but flowers are definitely a can't miss. And everybody, all, all the women that got flowers just love them. They really do. Well, we love Jimmy's Flowers because it's an institution. This goes way beyond just a good old-fashioned flower shop. You guys have been around a lot of years. You've been doing sports radio for a lot of years. Our listeners are very familiar with you, with their with your amazing arrangements and all the different gift ideas that you've got in your shop. You come into Jimmy's, and you're going to find something, whether it's a, you know maybe some type of figurine or some type of blanket or some type of lantern or something <laughs> that goes with this gift of flowers that makes it that much more special. Yeah, you know, Hans, we, we have been doing a flowers a long time. Uh, we know what we're doing. I think that's a, a key thing to think about. Uh, we know how to take care of flowers. We know how to treat them. We know how to 
uh, arrange them. We know which flowers go uh, best together so that they last longest and perform the best for you. So there's more to it than just selling you flowers. There's a lot involved in, in making sure that they are the best flowers possible. Well, too, and, and the great thing is is that, you know, people think roses. My wife is not a rose fan. And so if you're not into roses, you've got so much other selection to choose from, regardless of, you know, what your wife, you know, is into or what she doesn't like. You can find something to match that. We can. I, I can pretty much guarantee you we carry a larger variety of flowers than anyone around. Um, uh, because we have a wholesale division as well, we carry all kinds of flowers. And so uh, pretty much any kind of flower you would want that is a typical cut available as a cut flower, we would have available for you. I want our listeners to know, because some of our listeners, and hey, look, I love you no matter what your case is, but some of our listeners are a little bit more lazy when it comes to Valentine's Day, and they don't want to pick out something and make something original. You've got pre-made bouquets that people can just walk in, grab out of a refrigerator, and they're ready to go. Or you can, if you're a little bit more creative and you know what your wife likes, you can build them as well. We can. You know, we've got a great website that, that lists, uh, that shows a lot of different designs and all price points and different types of flowers that you can look at, get ideas. Uh, chances are you're going to find something there you like. But if you don't, uh, we can take care of you. And we, we know people are busy. We know you're in a hurry sometimes. Uh, we try to have things done so that you can just swing in, pick it up, and be on your way. Well, it's really simple. Go to jimmysflowers.com. You have locations in Bountiful, Ogden, and Layton. We're in the Layton location. We'd love for you to come by. we got jazz gear. we got candy. we got all kinds of goodies. Come on by and say hi to us. Uh, but uh, go to jimmysflowers.com or one of the stores. And here's the thing. Delivery still available right now for Wednesday? It is. You know, we, we can only take so many deliveries uh, on Valentine's Day, so... When we get to that point, we kind of shut it down and say, hey, you know, we, we can still take care of you, but you got to come in and pick it up. So go to jimmysflowers.com. If you want one of those last spots for delivery, jimmysflowers.com right now. It's all right here on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. This is this is DJ and PK. Joined now by Jason Cole, senior writer for Team.com. I think one of the most fascinating things about Andy Reid is he doesn't sweat the control of other human beings the way a lot of coaches classically do. There's a lot of coaches out there who would have worried about the fact that Travis Kelsey was dating Taylor Swift. Andy Reid looks at and goes, yeah, cool, thanks, right? what are we doing? And that's the genius to me of Andy Reid is you let your guys be guys, run them as football players, allow them to be the human beings they want to be. And that's why I think he can sit back and actually enjoy the process of coaching and running games rather than worrying about a lot of stuff that he has no control over. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 to 10. Presented by Murdoch Hyundai, Utah's number one Hyundai dealer for 16 years in a row. On 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Looking for the latest on the Jazz, Utes, Cougars, and Aggies? Yeah. We've got you covered. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on 97.5, the Sports Zone. You know, it's not even funny. 
You know, I've done some things that I'm not proud of. You know, the Alema Harrington thing I'm not proud of. Pulling the 911 call. Pulling your 911 call. Yeah, that sucked. But ultimately, it was done knowing that no harm was ultimately done. Long-term harm. He's got both ears. What are you talking about? (laughs) For the time being. Lloyd, it's too soon. you got to let this breathe a little bit. As a guy that's gone down this path before... You got to give it a little bit of space. I know. I felt a few days. I felt a few days was fine. Now we know he's in the clear, right? No, no, he's not. He's not in the clear. No, we don't. He can't even put the headset on his ear right now. He's only going with one ear, one headset right now. Well, I'm sorry. I apologize. Bad. I I thought frostbite only. If you if you make it one day out and you don't have to lose a. (laughs) Oh my gosh. This is. This Are you is, laughing? He's really laughing back there. I'm and not. On behalf of. Are you laughing? On behalf of Lloyd and I, I would like to apologize <laughs> yes. for the pain and anguish you're going through. Right I'd now. like to apologize too. Scotty, would you would you like to ex- describe the, the look of my earlobe? Uh, yeah, it is swollen. There are blisters. Uh, it looks incredibly red. Fortunately, it has not turned black as of yet. As of yet. But uh, I know that you are very concerned about possible amputation to as the lower part of your earlobe. I'm sad. I'm sorry. Oh, I said, oh, 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 yeah. You played Frosty the Snowman, Lloyd. You're that doesn't come back from a guy that's that very sorry. Out. I thought one day out, you're in the clear. No, that's not oh. how it is. Hey, Dr. Cole. When, you, <laughs> oh, when, did you, when you're talking about one day, you saw my ear at dinner. It was leaking all over my shirt. I had this blister juice just coming all down I'm sorry. I thought it was kind of like that old saying, you know, liquor before beer, you're in the clear. I'm sorry. What are you even talking about? Gosh, sometimes. So I guess we need to tell a story now. I wasn't going to go down this path. But no, it, move on. Let's make sure the ear makes it. So let's no, not do it. Well, let's I mean, move people, people need to know now. I went on a overnight ice fishing trip and we uh, snowmobiled up into a cabin that was way up in the mountains. We got up early and we snowmobiled back down to the lake. And in that time, it was well below zero. I thought that I had my ears covered. Somehow my earlobes got down below the stocking cap and flopped in the wind and froze solid. Like I told Scotty, I said it, it really felt like a, pre, a piece of frozen chicken. Like if you've ever like felt frozen chicken, that's what my earlobes felt like. And I didn't realize what I had done until I was 20 or 30 minutes in a warm tent on the ice fishing. And my ears started to thaw and they lit on fire. And I was like, geez, I thought I'd been bit by some poisonous something in my ear or something. And I reached up and I felt it. And it felt like there was rocks in my earlobes. And so my son was there ice fishing with me, and I said, hey, son, did they, and they felt way big. I said, son, does that, did those look okay? And he's like, oh, dad, that's not good because they were way miscolored. They were like a, like a fleshy white. Yeah. And, and, they, and you could flick them, and it, and it sounded like you were flicking a, like a pebble. Oh, oh no. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, man. And so once they thawed, it felt like it, it really felt like a, a full preschool full of children had little needles just jabbing at my my ears. 
That's quite the descriptor. Yeah, well, they, it it was horrible. I don't think I've ever been jabbed by preschoolers with, with, needles. with needles just in my ears. Because little kids are so, you know, they just jab, 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 yeah, jab. They're just okay. constant. And for 48 hours, it's been weeping. I can't stop the liquid from coming. Well, and I'm so, going so, to not post this segment. So, so Lloyd, you and all your fun shenanigans, If I was told that if the blisters start filling with blood, which they very well could So you do, talk to your buddy, yeah, the doctor. Yeah. 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 And if the blisters start filling with blood, which they really, because they, it won't stop blistering. So I've got myself a pretty bad case of. So so there is a there is a chance that you might lose an earlobe or two. Uh, one, I don't think my right one. I think my right one is okay. My left one is questionable at this point. Whether I'm going to keep it. You're going to call your buddy Rulon? Maybe exchange <laughs> okay, no, war no. stories. No, see, Scotty, I, I knew you couldn't. Wow, I knew. Oh could. yeah, it's all me. Right. I knew you couldn't handle it. What? what? I no. might have to. I, 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 I know you have a reference. You have a friend who went through this. Rulon lost toes. Uh, now, I might l- rather lose toes than an ear. Oh, no, you wouldn't. Yeah, because you can hide toes. Yeah, but you have a hard time walking. I'm going to walk around looking like a like Yeah, a but your nose moron. will re- take the focus. Trust me. Nothing's looking at your ear. Do they have ear prosthetic- prosthetics? I don't know. Can I get a prosthesis? Prosthesis. <laughs> a low prosthesis? <laughs> I cannot believe it, man. But I, I got to tell you, dude. Uh, so I came off the mountain uh, and, and away from the lake, hurried down to Logan, or hurried up to Logan, and we had a blast. Dude, we had a blast. Other than Lloyd making fun of my weeping ear the whole night, we had a blast. And the game was great. And you're right, man. They they light that spectrum up. And Utah State's got a heck of a basketball team right yeah. now. Yeah, Boise State uh, came into that game, into the Lions' den, uh, with, with the whole Stu Morrill thing going on. Utah State on back-to-back losses. They were angry. They were fired up. And, uh, yeah, they took it out on Boise State. Well, and Boise State actually came in with fire. Oh, yeah. They came in to start a fight. They wanted a brawl. They wanted to make it really ugly. And they could not draw Utah State into their ugliness. They, they wanted it. It was felt like they were trying to force it into the alley. And Utah State was hitting finesse shots, and then they were they were hitting some power moves underneath, and they were grabbing some crazy offensive board, great awesome boards. Yeah, and and Mason Falslev just put on a put on a show. Yeah, put on a show, but dude, I I have never felt age like I felt age. I was I was so tired, and my, my wife had been up since like five o'clock because they had volleyball tournaments all day. So we left we left the spectrum. I don't know. There's a few minutes left in the in the second, and I I had to I had to leave. I was falling asleep, and I had to rent a hotel. Really? I, yeah, I rented I, I rented out a Quality Inn just right there at the edge of town. A guy that will drive from Nebraska to Salt Lake won't even stop to let anybody use the restroom. Well, he couldn't make it home. The reason the reason we did that is well, probably also the reason she was in the car with yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know if I'm buying the whole. I'm so tired. Oh no, no. Right. we were we were we were exhausted. I was I was asleep probably by the time you left the spectrum. That's how tired I was. 
And and I don't know, frostbit ears just really takes it out of you. <laughs> it's really, really, really wears you out. Just drains you. Dude, I feel sick for you. I feel really bad. I'm nervous about it. Yeah, I really yeah, wish I Scotty tell. wouldn't have made that joke because I already feel feel bad about mine. So I've taken mine back. Yeah, but Scotty's was out of fun. I think oh, yeah, really... Scotty's is out of fun. Here we go. Scotty's was just It's you two against me, as always. Well, that's not the case. Hey, by the way, how was... Uh, how was your Super Bowl party? Scott? Oh, it was great. It was awesome. Uh, fired up about, I want to say, probably around 30 wings, 30, 32 wings. Put them on the smoker. Got the smoker cranking hot. Um, and uh, and, and uh, did some jalapeno poppers, too. The, those things flew. Like, I, they were gone in no time. Because well, you mixed some brisket into the yeah, cream add some, cheese? Yeah, add some extra brisket. Put some cream cheese. Um a little bit of sausage in there, and then uh, and then you know I'm always going back and forth on poppers. Whether I pipe them, you know, you you hollow them out and then you pipe them, or do you just cut them in half and you do it like a boat? And so I yeah. did the boat thing, layered in a bunch of that filling, wrapped them in bacon, and then uh, smoked those things until they were tender, and then uh, and then basted them in uh, in barbecue sauce. Mm. Oh my gosh, they turned out great. Those things were gone in no time. See, it's those little details like basting a barbecue sauce that yeah. makes the difference. Because so it you tacks that, up on yeah, it. Yeah, you put that barbecue sauce on the bacon and you hit with the sweet and the sour and, and all the brisket and the cream cheese and then the jalapeno. Those suckers were good, I guarantee Yeah, you. those were really good. The wings turned out great. You, I, you powered through a few of them. Yeah, I'm, I'm over here eating wings right now, man. I, I love them. So our party was great. Sounds like you had some great food, too. Great party brisket tacos that were as good a brisket tacos you'll ever eat in your life um it was a corn salsa i think it's a chipotle ranch on top of fresh smoked brisket the corn tortillas that uh you 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 melt the cheese in between the oh, corn yeah. tortillas so oh. it's kind of like a quesadilla uh, those were incredible jp just killed it with those isn't isn't like you you've mentioned this and i didn't really thought about this in terms of holidays, and I know it's not officially a holiday, but in terms of events, I guess, and food, Super Bowl's right there with Thanksgiving, honestly. Yeah, it is. Uh, Thanksgiving, 4th of July, and Super Bowl have really become the, 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 the best parts of holiday or the best parts of event day. Yeah. Three, three days completely built around food. And, and if you don't build the Super Bowl around food, you're really missing out on a great opportunity for some incredible dips and incredible dishes and, you know, f- all kinds of fun displays. If you're not doing the food the right way, you're not doing the Super Bowl the right way. You're not having as much fun as you, you could be having. Yes. So get yourself going with the food, man. Start making some good dishes. Start start like building and looking forward to what you're going to do because we all pulled out recipes and we all did our best dishes and we brought it in and and JP's won and, and Scotty's was second and I've, mine was down. I've yet to. So you you took a little baked beans? Uh, no, refried. Refried beans. Yeah, I did okay. a refried bean and I did uh, some Mexican rice. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, I, no, I, I no. got I got you back on the ear, like. Yeah. But JP did brisket. Uh huh. Scotty did uh, pulled pork. Pulled pork. Yeah, fifteen pounds of pulled pork. And you did refried beans. Uh, refried beans. Hold on, let me, let me give you my full spread that Homemade I made. Refried beans, Lloyd. Scotty. Lloyd, you're gonna have to stay out of this because I'm already really mad at you. <laughs> 
No, I'm helping you. I don't want to get any more angry at you because then it goes too far. I say mean things, and then you and I don't talk Call for that like a five days. And, and we don't get our show taken care of. So, okay, so homemade refried beans, which are the peak of the peak refried beans. I'm, Wait a minute, so you soak the beans no, in water? Yeah, like, yeah, and frying in um, uh, pork chorizo and putting uh, in. And so you're that. not taking refried beans out no, of a can? No, it's, okay. a, it's a mixed Lowry's. Um, uh, yeah, this isn't, this isn't Rosita. And, no, trust me. Th- this is a high level okay. right. bean, right. and then a, a high level um, Mexican rice as well. And then I did a seven layer dip. I did a bacon jalapeno dip, and uh, and brought a bunch of chips and. and oh, okay, so yeah, you're good. I think you know, I, I and and carrots and we felt justified. Ranch. We didn't do any proteins, which you know maybe I could have been booted for not doing proteins. That sounds like there's but plenty of proteins. Beans is proteins, right? Beans is proteins. There you go. Yeah, and the chorizo and the beans was proteins. But party was incredible, man. Entertainment, great game. All around of, uh, you know, just one through ten on Super Bowl grading. You know, I, I'm taking a little bit off for the halftime because it it wasn't up to Dr. Dre's standard. No. So I'm taking a little bit off for the halftime. The game was better than usual. Oh, that's it, it was a sol- it was a solid nine out of ten. I'm taking I'm out of a ten. I'm taking a point off for the halftime. I'm taking point five off for the commercials. Commercials were terrible. And then I'm taking a point off because it was the Chiefs that won. So I'm going seven point five out. Okay. <laughs> okay. Had it been any other team <laughs> outside of the Raiders. Um, it would have it would have exceeded all expectations for the game. So the food was at a ten. Food was at a ten. Easy. Very yes. good. Yeah. All right, Hans and Scotty coming up next. What you may have missed. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more college basketball. Uh, BYU with an impressive victory. Nearly gave it away there at the end, but held on. Got the W. We'll talk more about it next. Ninety-seven-five. The KSL Sports Zone. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, may I present... This is JJ and Alex. Listen, Carolyn Goodman, the mayor of Vegas here. Please do not hold up Major League Baseball in Utah by you making this decision. (laughs) Because... Mayor, why aren't you thinking of us? Get to Vegas so that we can host you for three years because your stadium has been so ill-planned. I get it. Look, I get her frustration. They're all, they want to move now? We don't have a stadium ready for them. Yeah, but you will in three or four years. Well, I just told you the demolition hasn't started yet. They're, they're closing the hotel on April 2nd. There are people staying in the Tropicana tonight <laughs> for $29. <laughs> for some, hey, Jeremy. Still got some rates at the Trop Canada. I mean, they might still be cleaning up the site as the A's finish their lease. Catch JJ and Alex afternoons from 3 to 6. Presented by G2G Bars on 97.5 The KSL Sports Zone. Number one. Miss any part of the show? Every moment of every show is available in podcast form by searching Hanson Scotty on your favorite podcasting platform or online at kslsports.com. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone.
Hans and Scotty, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Time for another edition of What You May Have Missed, wrapping up the noon hour. So, Utah State's headed right for the NCAA tournament. Yep, nice win. They got two road games coming up this week. Get to go to Laramie. That'll be fun. BYU's on their way to the NCAA tournament. They got a nice win over Kansas State over the weekend. Yep. 72-66. to 66. They've got a couple of nice wins in their back pocket. They got Central Florida coming up tomorrow. So that's going to be a, a stiff test for them. That's at home. But beat Kansas State at home. They'll get Central Florida at home. And then they start uh, a bit of a tough road curve. But BYU looking like they're headed in the right direction. Craig Smith is struggling right now. Yeah, four out of the last five and a tough, tough home loss. I mean, one thing mm-hmm. we've known about Utah is that they've been really, you know, they've had their struggles on the road, but they've been elite at home. And, I mean, yeah, the triple overtime a game against top ten Arizona. And then to lose to Arizona State, though, that's that's a that's that's a tough loss. That's a tough loss. And so things not looking really good for the running Utes as we currently speak. See if they can turn things around. They're not out of it, out of it yet. No, no, they're not out of it, but they, they've certainly hurt themselves a bit right now. And then we get excited for tournament play. I actually think Utah State has the best chance of winning their conference tournament out of the three. And then I'd go probably Utah number two. Yeah. Even though BYU is fantastic, it just feels like that's going to be a really tough conference tournament to try to get through. Yeah. I'm not saying it's impossible, but you've, you've got three or four of the best teams in the country standing in the way. Can't wait to get down to Vegas. That's going to be a blast. Yeah, that'll be a For fun Pac-12 time. and Mountain West. And then, uh, and then uh, where's – is it Kansas City? I want to say this is the Big 12 tournament. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. But I'm excited because I think – I don't know if it's been announced, but the Big 12 tournament will come to Vegas probably. It's, all indications seem to lead that way, yes. If it Brett Yormark wants Vegas. He wants everything in Vegas. He wants. He's already put the Big 12 media days in Vegas, which makes it real easy for us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Instead of having to go all the way out to Jerry World in Dallas, they're going to bring it into Vegas. So um, college basketball, interesting. We just had a, one of our – favorite listeners and Weber State fan. He came through to say hi, and he was talking about Weber State. Weber State's got a great chance in that tournament, too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We are live here at Jimmy's Flowers up in Layton. We want you to come by and hang out with us. We want you to grab some flowers. We want you to make sure that you are a hero on Valentine's Day. Mike's with us, and uh, Mike, you've been running this place for a long, long time. You've seen a lot of guys come in here with kind of that dumb look on their face, and you're like, hey, don't worry. I got you. I got you. We're going to get you squared away. And you can do that with pretty much any budget, too. We can. We can do that. We have been doing it a long time, and so we, we kind of know what everybody needs. And uh, you know, one thing I, I wanted to say is, too, is that, you know, a lot of people tell us how long our flowers last. I mean, we hear that all the time. And, uh, you know, a lot of people don't buy flowers very often, aren't really that familiar about what makes, you know, Jimmy's flowers different than flowers they find other places. And, uh, I, you know, as I go out shopping, I see flowers even in, in hardware stores and things like that, you know. And uh, all of our flowers are sourced directly from the farms. And... Uh, we visit a lot of these farms in Ecuador, Colombia, California, um, even in Europe. And uh, we know where our flowers come from. Uh, they're cut and shipped to us in refrigerated trucks and planes, and they're temperature controlled. So, And then when once we get them, we treat them with solutions and things to make them last. Mm-hmm. And we 
keep them at the proper temperatures and things like that. So all of that leads to longer lasting flowers, which really is what, you know, makes them, uh, makes the value of a flower arrangement. You don't want something that's not going to last. So uh, we take a lot of pain and, and effort in making sure that that happens. I, I think it adds to how long they last. It also adds to how amazing they smell and how fresh and beautiful they look. I mean, you can see other flowers, you go other places and you're like, oh, that, that doesn't look like a Jimmy's flower. Yeah. It's, it's a different look, a different smell, and a different lasting flower. Yeah. Well, our people are real careful. They know uh, what's what they should use and what they shouldn't, and we're we're really careful about everything we use as far as we put date codes on everything. We know how, how long we've had something, and so uh, we're very particular about that. Valentine's Day, 48 hours away, um, and obviously, you know, you can come into any of the three locations, Layton, Ogden, or Bountiful. Uh, we're up here in Layton. Uh, or you can go to jimmysflowers.com, and there are a few delivery dates for Wednesday still available. Yes, yes, certainly. But I wouldn't wait too long because it's it's you know how it is it gets really busy so hey hey, let's talk about the chocolates you can also have those delivered as well uh you can and people love them i mean chocolates go great with flowers especially valentine's day and so uh we've got some great ones all you have to do is go to jimmysflowers.com you can come up here to layton and say hi to me and hans just type in jimmys flowers in layton on your phone and it'll get you right here also available in Ogden, Bountiful. I've been to that store a lot. Usually it's because I've screwed up and i got to figure out a way to get out of the doghouse. But uh, whatever you need to do, Bountiful, Ogden, Layton, Jimmy's Flowers, it's an institution up here, and uh, they can help you out on Valentine's Day. And also get to jimmysflowers.com right here on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone.